Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. This is Professor Schiffman, and I have uh, gathered together some of uh, former uh, York College students. Uh, They're all graduates, and they're all working uh, either on the air or as uh, videographers at uh, television stations uh, around, primarily around the Northeast for the most part, I guess. Uh, depends on how you want to look at it. Um, but uh, so let's introduce them. Uh, bottom of, uh, of the screen, uh, CJ Alderson. CJ is a uh, videographer uh, at WJZ in Baltimore. Uh, CJ is the uh, veteran of the group. Uh, he's uh, 10 years out. Uh, you coming to your 10 year graduation uh, 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 reunion or something along those lines? I'm going to try for sure. <laughs> Hopefully we have it. Uh, then at the top, uh, Nate Trump. Uh, Nate is uh, uh, your, co- uh, your college graduate. Uh, he is a videographer for WHTM in Harrisburg and actually is um, uh, located in, in York. He serves in the York Bureau. Uh, then below, uh, Nate is uh, Julie Dumphy. Julie is uh, a weekend news anchor, although she will explain how the, that change has changed. Uh, WBRE and WYOU in Wilkesbury. Uh, and then below me is uh, Ryan Campbell. Uh, Ryan, um, probably uh, most of the students will actually remember Ryan. Ryan graduated last May, and he is a sports anchor at WENY in Elmira, New York now. Um, Nate's uh, co-worker, Amy Lewis. Amy is also a graduate of York College. Uh, how, how lovely that those guys get to work together. Uh, maybe good, maybe bad sometimes. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> You can, you can say whatever you want, Nate. Um, and Amy is uh, uh, in a meeting right now, but she is also a, a reporter at WHTM in Harrisburg. All right. First of all, thank you. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> um, you know, this is a, a very unusual experience. There's no doubt about that. Um, I want, well, the first thing I wanted to, to, to ask and, and kind of get kind of everybody to talk about this a little bit what has changed, say, in the last month or so? You know, if we, we were to go round, wind the clock back to the end of February, we started, there started to be some news about this. But you basically were doing your basic news stories, uh, you know, what, whatever, whatever the news story of the day was. What has changed for each one of you in those days? So uh, let's start with CJ. Go ahead. Well, you know, obviously everything has has changed as far as what we're covering. But um, I mean, I haven't covered anything besides coronavirus for the last two and a half, three weeks. So uh, except for when I was um, floating or just working by myself, that means I'm just doing, uh, you know, breaking news situations like, right. you know, shootings and all that fun stuff. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, you know, starting about two weeks ago, uh, reporters and photographers were no longer allowed in the building. Um, they let us take our cars and our gear home. And, uh, basically we just, you know, we still have to drive up to the station to pick up our, uh, our live views and stuff like that. So that we have the capability of going live and our laptops to edit out in the field. But, you know, we're not allowed on inside the building. There are, um, if you feel sick at all, there's like almost an immediate 14 day quarantine period. Uh, my company will, you know, still pay. I work for the 
CBS. Um, it's a own and a CBS LNO in Baltimore, so they're still, you know, paying you for that fourteen days. But like, it's it's just been crazy, you know. Yeah. Nate, you? Um. So our situation is a little on the unique side because Amy and I already work in a bureau. Our main station is up in Harrisburg, and we're down in York. And um, while we're in um, an office space, so to speak, we have our own little room, but there are plenty of other businesses in this building. Um, almost all of them have shut, and we've been the only two left working in the office, aside from like maybe an attorney down the hall. Um, so not too much has changed for us other than, um, you know, us just being the only ones here. Uh, we've definitely tried to distance ourselves a good bit. Um, try to do as many interviews over FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, um, whichever uh, your preferred method means are. We've definitely tried to stay in the office as much as possible. I know on Wednesday, we did not leave the office once. Um, the story was about the Economic Alliance and their website. So we interviewed somebody in the Alliance downstairs, uh, used all file, anything that we could gather from inside the building, went live, did a nice depth of field shop right in the hallway. And um, on any given day, we would never even dream about doing something like that. But, you know, in the past two weeks, it has been uh, coronavirus, 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 and that's been the only stories that we're doing. Um, I think it's going to, the coverage itself is going to change. Now that we've kind of had our first two to three weeks of just, you know, uh, quick hits, spot news, breaking news, this is what our city's doing, this is what our businesses are doing, I think now we're definitely going to start getting into a more uh, storytelling angle, if you will where we're going to, you know, try to get into the communities, get into the businesses, see how they're really being impacted and really trying to find the people and their stories within it. All right. Thank you. Yeah. That, that the one thing I think that uh, the, you know, we all, when, when we teach you and when we're in the, in, in the job, we want to do the best possible, you know, that we can. Uh, but we don't have all the tools to do it right now. So a lot of the times, and that was one of the things I learned early in my radio career. You know, you sometimes when you're covering something, you're just, you just got to cover the event as best you can. You just got to do it. You just got to go put yep. the microphone out, put the camera out, get it and get it done. We've in the past two weeks, we've done more interviews at, at four o'clock and have had our stories change at three or four o'clock more times than right. in my entire career here. My, albeit short career, but in my entire time, I've had more stories change at two, three, four o'clock than I ever have. All right, Julie. Julie, you, you've kind of a little different situation. You were a news anchor uh, yeah. doing the weekends and uh, also doing some reporting, but really for you, you were an anchor most of the time. How things have changed, how things changed for you, and I know that they've been pretty dramatic. Yes, so we started with um, taking limited staff into the building and stuff like that, um, doing, you know, assigning gear, nobody's touching more than one thing. Um, but we've actually just switched. This is the first week of doing it, that we are working 12-hour shifts, two days, every two days on, two days off. So one week you'll work three days a week. The next week you'll work four. 
um, comes out to like 84 hours or so, give or take. But that has now taken the weekend anchors off the schedule and they're just doing the main two morning anchors um, every two days and splitting them up. So we're all single anchoring um, and then the evening anchors as well. And we're on two different teams, blue team, green team. Um, and there are like myself with my case is that I am in on a team where if the morning or evening anchor gets sick, family member gets sick, I'm now that fill in. Okay. So we have completely split each other up, um, limited staff in the building allowed. Um, but it's, it's all hands on deck and we're all doing different roles that we're not really maybe entirely used to. The digital team is now back to photogging and stuff like that. That's a radical change, no doubt. All right, Ryan, you've also had a pretty big change as well. You were a sports anchor. Uh, what are you doing now? Uh, so I'm in a, a completely different role right now. Um, I you know, started out in sports, and it all kind of started when uh, you know, all this breaking news was coming out, and teams across the area were canceling. The New York State uh, Public High School, High School Athletic Association, they had postponed uh, their state basketball tournaments, and now they're canceled. Um, things like going to press conferences for our uh, minor league hockey team that we have in the area, the Elmira Enforcers, um, ended up going to a game without fans in the whole arena, which was kind of eerie, uh, all on its own. And then after that, they had announced uh, that they were going to postpone the season. Now the season is completely canceled. Um, and basically, it's gotten to the point where we just have no sport, more sports to cover. So my role at WNY has completely changed. Uh, where Our sports director and I are now working in news. Uh, we're currently not doing sports, period. Um, so like our, they've taken our sports casts, daily sports casts, out of the rundown. Um, until local sports returns. Um, so basically, our sports director and I have turned into utility guys. Uh, basically, wherever there's a need at the station, that's where we step in. Um, that comes from going out and photogging something. Uh, if our editors need help editing photos, packages, we step in for that. Uh, we've been sent out on a few stories already. I've done three packages. Our sports director's done three or four. Um, but yesterday, my role yesterday, I mean, it's day by day now, my role yesterday was completely being the digital guy um, where I was just posting to the web, getting push alerts out, um, getting stuff out on our social media for how many cases in each County. Um, and what's getting tough for us is uh, governor Cuomo. He issued, uh, he, he ordered that all non-essential businesses closed down and New York is now on the, he calls it the pause until April 15th. Um, so places like Corning right now are ghost towns um, mm. because pretty much Market Street, which is the main drag in Corning, is that's all local, small local businesses that are, uh, I guess, non-essential, which is where we do a lot of our stories from. So it's uh, basically been going to hospitals. Um, it's all been coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. And uh, basically, I'm t it's taped day by day as to what me and uh, my sports director are doing. But they're, like I guess we're kind of utility guys right now. Wherever there's a need is where we, where we step in right now. Yeah, and, and I would suspect for everybody, uh, this is the kind of uh, situation that you really can't prepare for. Uh, there's, there's, uh, I've, I've seen scenarios where somebody said, oh, well, you know, you might have them. Well, you know what? There's an end to most of those events. If you have a big crisis uh, event, it lasts for a few days, maybe a few weeks. 9-11 uh, is probably a good example of one that 
that that had some lingering effects for two, three weeks. But once you were outside the Metro New York area or the Metro DC area, um, didn't really have very much impact and things kind of returned to normal. But if someone could tell me what, when, when we return to normal, I'll be more than happy to, um, you know, have a conversation with them because I'm sure, sure it's uh, interesting. One of the things I wanted to ask is what have you learned from all of this? Uh, and, and Amy is uh, rolling in here. Hello, Amy. How are you? <laughs> this is, uh, by the way, Amy Lewis, who, uh, Nate, and uh, you're one year apart, uh, Nate, you graduated 17, 16 yep. for Amy. Yep. Okay. All right. So, um, but they, they work together. Um, I, I don't know uh, if who bribed to, to get you guys to work together. <laughs> uh, it, was it, it honestly, I think I just happened to be the only uh, photographer that also lived in York County. So that okay. there's see ya. Goodbye. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, all right. So, so I guess going back to my question, what what did you what have you learned what what have you learned has there been a skill that you've kind of added to your repertoire that you didn't have before um and you know maybe never even thought you'd ever get so uh whoever wants to start go ahead, go ahead. I so during the first week of this when it was just really starting to affect local government and people were making decisions and um, still trying to understand the virus and how it worked, there was instances where we would be live multiple times a day, noon, five, and six. Um, and something that typically I never had to do when reporting, doing day turns, was you would go into show, you would have you know the IFB and you'd be listening to show, um, but never before have I had to actually actively listen to the broadcast, to what reporters before me are saying, to what the anchors are saying, to if we cut into a national feed, if we cut into a um, feed from the state, what are they saying? Because it may change my report. And there was an instance where we had the Capitol reporter, Matt Heckel, um, give an update from the governor about how all of the um, businesses across the state had to be shut down. My report, which was supposed to be right after Matt Heckel, <laughs> was about how York was ahead of the uh, ahead of the curve and um, shutting down all the businesses. So my angle was, wow, York's first, they're doing this. <laughs> and then Matt Heckel gets, I hear Matt in my ear go, well, the governor just announced that all businesses are shut down. And I'm thinking, what am I going to say? So in minutes, I had to come up with, okay, this is my report. And now it is um, no longer, you know, as important as I thought it was going to be. So to answer your question, a skill that I didn't have to do before is really fast thinking because the virus, it would change things in, in minutes. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that was what I learned. Anybody else? Yeah, I'd kind of piggyback off of what Amy um, is saying there, especially with last minute changes of, you know, okay, I was at 5.05 and now all of a sudden my hit is is now the most important and I'm top story um, and something like that. And hey, Julie, I need a thumbs up. You know, I'm in the middle of 
of a uh, food drive thing. And, you know, I have my IFB on, I'm continuing to talk to people, get my live interview ready and stuff like that. And then, Hey, I need a thumbs up from you and we're going into the show and you're first. So like little things like that, where I don't know what happened with, you know, if it was like, a, you know, a, a TVU died or something like that, but there's been a lot of that scenarios where it was, you know, it's last minute stuff and you need to be ready Just just go. CJ, you do a lot of live, uh, live reporting uh, from all over. And I'm sure that you've, Obviously, you've got many more years than most of these guys. Uh, anything that happened for you that's been unusual? And obviously, you're covering a much uh, bigger area. You know, uh, you're covering the city of Baltimore, actually Baltimore County and, and, and the area. So, you know, huge area. Uh, what about some things for you that you've maybe learned? Um, I mean, for me, it's just been, um, you know, the video has been very, very boring obviously <laughs> yeah, using right. the same thing over and over again um, <laughs> all the videographers are going oh god yes yeah and um obviously with skype interviews there's no way to really like you know i would always vary my focal length zoom in do wide shot all that kind of stuff with the interviews and you can't really do that when you're doing skype interviews um you know unless you digitally do it and then you're losing resolution and all that other stuff but um I've been trying to find more creative ways to, to do our interviews. And it's something as simple as, you know, taking your cell phone and propping it up on something and just shooting the phone and then superimposing the, uh, you know, the image onto the cell phone just to give it a little more of a creative kind of look. And, I mean, you can do that anywhere, whether it's out on the sidewalk in Fells Point or, you know, like – even inside the, you know, reporter's home or whatever, like, you know, if that's where you're stationed, because a lot of us have been just going to reporters' houses and, you know, working, you know, working from their homes because they actually live in the city. Um, but, you know, that's not necessarily, I mean, that's something that I did a lot when I worked down at 45, but, um, you know, I haven't been there for over a year, so I'm kind of like dusting that off and, and you know, trying that again. Um, but yeah, trying to make trying to make your packages look different and unique and and better, you know, every day is it's kind of been a challenge, but it's been a welcome one. So gives you gives you some uh, uh, maybe to think outside the box a little bit sometimes, uh, which is yeah. which is really good and makes you you'll take this away and some of the things you've learned in this the, these couple of months here uh, will be things that you can use down the road. Now, Ryan, you've has it has it been a stretch for you to become a, a news reporter? Has it become difficult? Um, I don't think it's become too difficult, but it's definitely definitely been a uh, a whole new learning experience. Uh, especially, I mean, there's only been a couple things. I mean, Griffin and I, we kind of it's getting a whole new perspective on you know community members and you know how they're reacting to this and our local businesses. That Griffin and I don't really have the experience of really talking to those community members. Where we've been on the sports side. Right. Um, so it's kind of getting a whole new perspective. Uh, the only thing that I've really had to really be, I guess, trained on at the station is the whole digital part where I'm doing push alerts and um, all that stuff and kind of being every hour there's something going out there. Um, but I think one thing that I definitely learned is, so the three stories that I've done have, have all been kind of lighthearted stories in a way to, um, because our whole newscasts, I guess, I'm sure everyone's newscast study kind of seem dismal to a point where everyone's reporting about, oh, there's this many cases here and this many cases here and this many people have died here. 
um, where our news director has said there's still stories out there where that were that are heartwarming and can still give people a smile um, that, that they need right now. So like some of the stories that I've done, uh, one person in Corning hung up his Christmas lights again, and he has synced up the Christmas lights with music um, and is with the radio and is like doing shows starting at like 730 and is doing shows like every 35 minutes. So I went to his house and kind of covered a little uh, story on that. And uh, another, um, another story I did a, a 13 year old who had lost his dad six months ago. Um, he, it was his birthday. And right now with all, with everything going on, you, you can't really, um, you know, hang with your friends or anything. Um, so he, they, him and his, his friends and his family has held like a birthday parade form on his street in big flats. Um, so that was, a, I kind of did a story on that, went and got footage of the parade and interviewed the kid. Um, so I guess it's kind of getting a whole new perspective and, and finding out that there's still ways to kind of bring heartwarming stories to, to the shows, even though everything kind of seems dismal. All right. Uh, all right. So now I'm going to, uh, and I, Amy uh, asked me this when I, when I posed it to him before the prep, uh, I'm going to ask you your oddest story and, and you need to, t- it needs to be, sort of coronavirus related. If you don't have an odd one, that's okay. But I'm sure that every one of you, because you're trying to, to pull together something, you know, get a unique angle, as, as Ryan said. Um, any odd stories out there? Anybody? Oh. Yeah, I can go. Um, okay. So with coronavirus, you know, we're all, you know, practicing being six feet apart, social distancing. Um, But a lot of people, you know, lost their jobs. Non-essential businesses are closing in the state, all of this stuff. So one of the food pantries did a drive-through, right? So, okay, you can go in your car. They load it up, you know, all the volunteers. One man is standing with a shopping cart, and he's driving his (laughs) shopping cart through. And... You know what? I and I saw him and I'm just and he's walking, he stood in line. He could have probably just went all the way down and and you know butted, but he's he waited, he map quest and printed out how to get to the location. <laughs> and okay. I just it, it it was a little lighthearted for the seriousness. So like sure. you know, pointing out this is why the food pantry's doing it this way, and then somebody who still needs you know, he was retired and whatnot. You know, he still needs food. He still needs bread. They were giving out a couple of things of toilet paper and paper towels. And he went by the rules and had a shopping cart and he drove that through um, the drive through. So a little, a little different, a little lighthearted, you know, but it was, it was nice. Yeah. But I, I, you know what, I'll bet when this is all said and done, that's one of the stories you remember because of the, uniqueness of that story. I also, um, one of the things I've also seen is that how reporters and that sort of thing have become very um, uh, creative. Uh, And and the one thing that I've seen with creativity is typically, and and all of us have done it, we hold our microphone and we stick it in the face of whoever we're going to interview. Well, yeah, well, you have a boom pole. Yeah. I, you have a, at least you have a boom pole. There was one, and I don't remember where it was. I saw one guy, he was using a uh, cardboard tube, and he had taped the microphone at the end 
And I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty creative. Now, obviously, you know, have they not heard a boom pole? So have, has, uh, has anybody run into that uh, where, you know, you've had to get creative? You know, uh, CJ, you mentioned uh, how you've been creative with some of your shooting. Any other creativity things that you've done? Uh, maybe some tips? Well, I mean, I, originally I had taken just a light stand and, you know, put the right. stick on there and, you know, done that. But uh, since then, our station has been, um, you know, really good about it. They order us all a bunch of mic stands and we just, you know, set those up, tell the people we're interviewing to walk up to it and, you know, go from there. Um, but, yeah, my station's actually been really – really great about it. I mean, they just ordered, I'm looking at the email right now, they ordered us a bunch of uh, chargers, uh, iPhone chargers, tandems, SD cards, gold mount batteries, new mics, XLRK. They ordered just a bunch of new stuff just in case we need it. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, that's, you know, when you can't use your lav mic anymore because those things are just... <laughs> Lab mics are great. We all, love, we all love them. I, yeah. you know, most of you I've taught how to use them. But yeah, you don't want to be standing there, you know, fiddling around, you know, with somebody. You want to be able to, and you know, that's why learning my technique and all that sort of stuff I think is important. Uh, I'm glad to see that Amy and Nate have done that well. Well, I'm, I'm sure um, uh, Julie and uh, and Ryan uh -huh. too. Yeah, that's the uh, these. They are. Uh, Painter's poles, actually. Yeah, painter's painter poles. Pole. Yeah. It's got a little clip here on the ends that you could normally put the painter handle in, and um, that is the standard issue for our station. Uh, we got ours the day I brought my hockey stick in that I was just going to tape the stick my <laughs> hockey stick, and then my our our boss came down. It's like, okay, here you guys go, back full of uh, rubber gloves and the painter's pole for the stick mic. I will have to, I, at some point I will, you, we will all get together. Uh, that, that's another thing. We're all relatively close enough. We'll all get together one day. I, I want to see the painter pole because that might be a, that might be an addition to the uh, equipment closet at uh, uh, your college. That's a, that's actually a great idea. I never even really thought about that. Um, have, has anybody been caught in a situation where you went, Oh, I wish I had had X or Y or Z and and kind of went you know all right we're gonna have to improvise I'm sure I'm sure it's happened to one of you. Um, where we have like a where we didn't have a certain piece of equipment you mean? Right yeah. I mean I I'm I'm sure some places may not have enough wireless mics you know or wireless plugins and that sort of stuff so you know you got to be creative I guess long long cables and all that sort of stuff I guess uh, let, let me transition to something else um so what's the best story that you've told what and, and it can be one that is is not you know typically uh what's the you know are you seeing things out of this you know Julie mentioned the guy with the shopping cart have you are you seeing like different sides of uh, the community that you never really thought you'd see. I mean, CJ, uh, you know, Baltimore has, has been a pretty rough town. Are you seeing some great stories of people, you know, actually showing uh, levels of humanity that they maybe not have shown before? Um, well, I mean, mostly I, I've been working at nights, so um, they try and keep us more on like the official sound kind of stuff, you know, right. with doctors and, you know, government officials and stuff like that. But um, we're the most boring people in the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, absolutely. Um, but I'm sure if I, uh, you know, 
went to my station's website, I could pull up a couple stories that we've done. Like I know we were just down at, you know, Oriole Park, obviously. Um, you know, a lot of people just saying how much they miss baseball and wish there was some baseball around and stuff like that. But, um, you know, nothing really as far like from the humanity standpoint and nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. And, and we've all, we've all got symbolism there. You know, CJ's mentioned, uh, <clears throat> you know, Oriole park and, and no baseball and no sports. And I think a lot of the, there, there are some real touchstone things and touchstone things in our lives that are just not there. Um, you, you know, they, we've all probably, probably seen it. So let me ask you, um, so when, as you've gone through this, we're what, about three weeks, three, three, four weeks into this, what are some of the tips you might have for some of the current, our current students? What are the tips of things that they should maybe think about before they're, they graduate? Things that they should know, things that they should, uh, you know, maybe think about moving into their professional careers? I got a good one. Go ahead. Go, Amy. Something that I never really thought about when I was at school. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be a reporter. I always knew that was my goal. That was the job that I wanted. But very quickly when I entered the field and started reporting on all of these topics, I realize that a reporter has to know a bit of everything. I mean, everything. One day you could be talking about, you know, the, the dairy crisis and just the financial aspects of that. The next day you could be talking about, you know, a guy being sentenced to prison and you have to understand how court works. You have to understand how sentencing works. Just fully, un like really, really understanding that a reporter has to be aware of criminal justice system, you know, do you know what a DA is and do you know what a DA does? Um, just to my advice is to open up your mind and really explore, you know, there's some classes that you could be sitting in, you're thinking, yeah, I don't need this. You do. You do need to know it. Um, I, and a lot of quick learning. I always tell the students that I know that <clears throat> want to be either radio or TV reporters or get into news. I always tell them that they should take a state and local government class primarily Absolutely. because that's where you learn that you know they're like oh why should I ever do? I said you know what first thing that I did I, the thing I did not know much about when I came uh, when I started being a, a news reporter was state and local government and that becomes such a big part of your job if you're a reporter because you're always covering those kind of things you're going to cover other things there's no doubt about that you know you don't have to take a, you don't have to take a forensics class to, to understand you know how to go cover a murder scene but you do need state government you have to understand and each and and julie you you transitioned what from well you had you julie was in uh before this was in uh uh west virginia uh, but across the river was ohio so she had two states i had that similar sort of an experience i worked kind of two states i worked in when I my first news job, I was in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we also covered Hagerstown, Maryland. So I had no Maryland state laws, and I also had no uh, Pennsylvania. Julie's run into the same thing, right? <laughs> and, yeah, election and, day was not fun. <laughs> yeah, and and now you're and and now you know two years later you're in Pennsylvania, and and, and it's different in Pennsylvania too. What was your question? Um, Alexa was talking and I couldn't hear you. Well, I, I think that what you what you need to, uh, you know, that there's such a, you, you need to understand what 
what each government and, and what, what's going on in your community, ha you know, right. and, and I know that, um, uh, you know, that's what Amy said, uh, you know, and that's hard sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even going back from, and I know how things, you know, work in West Virginia and Ohio better than my own home state right now. Um, you know, being here for only a couple of months since January working back in Pennsylvania again. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, you really do need to know who your senators are, who your representatives are. Um, business cards are one thing that I would say to tell your students. I have business cards in every work jacket, every pocket, every purse, every car. I just have business cards and I have my cell number on them and I'm like, here. So say I'm going to, there's a shooting at night. I already turned my package. I'm now on breaking news for the 11. Um, and the police chief isn't back yet from the scene, but I'm at, um, I'm at the command center. And so I just, here's my business card. I'll be outside when he's back. You know, I'm here, I'm ready for a quick sound, whatever he can give me so we can turn this and go live, um, at 11. So that would be one of my things that I would say um, connections and knowing obviously everybody but keeping around some business cards because that's uh, comes in handy very quickly Ryan uh, one thing I uh, one thing for you how did some of the sports things that you learned how did that transition to news were you able to were they were they helpful uh, I would say so um, I mean all of the skills that I had learned previously in sports have kind of carried over to news um, I think uh, in terms of being, you know, having the ability to interview people, um, you know, knowing what kind of shot looks good, um, you know, kind of the basic stuff like that is all carried over to news. Um, I think the one thing that has changed, um, and this uh, has kind of builds off of what Amy said earlier, um, is that, you know, what has changed is that I've kind of had to find a whole new perspective on, you know, what's going on as I've moved into news, because this isn't, you know, your average, oh, let's go cover a game and then get a post-game interview with the coach anymore. Right. This is, you know, hey, Ryan, can you go to Corning and interview uh, this barbershop that has to close down because the governor told him to, and now they have no income. Um, so it's kind of, you know, kind of getting a whole new perspective on that. Um, and what I would say to uh, the students is right now, um, you know, as I said before, I've kind of found, gotten some hot, uh, heartwarming stories. Um, and what we have found at the station is that human interest stories right now are, are is what's kind of getting a lot of action. Um, and that was even before the coronavirus hit. Um, our news director wanted, you know, my sports director and I to uh, do human interest stories in sports. Um, and we've done a bunch of human interest stories in sports. And it's, you know, it's, it's a lot more, you know, if you go into the industry, you want to try and do a lot more than just scratch the surface. Uh, you want to, you know, dig a little deeper, you know, find a way to, you know, if it's a heartwarming story, find a way to pull up the heartstrings a little bit. Um, you know, that's what we have found. Those kind of stories is what we have found to, uh, you know, really get, you know, a lot of attention and, and a lot of views um, other than just scratching the surface. Like I said, um, I mean, we do all that stuff like we do. We go to all the, you know, the games. We do big games. We do post-game interviews. We do previews. Um, but like every now and then doing a human interest story and, and finding a way to kind of, get a little more emotion involved is, is, is big, but yeah, transition from sports transitioning to news. Um, I would say that most of the basic stuff 
you know, we've already learned it's kind of getting a whole new perspective on, I guess, the environment and, and how the community is reacting and everything. All right, last question, and then I'll let you guys go because you're uh, so before, before we get away from that, Andy. can I add something? Um, this is definitely a skill that you should already have moving into this industry, but now more than ever, excuse my French, but get ready to move your ass. You need to be on your feet. You need to be moving um, more times now than ever. We've gotten, we've gotten 10, 15 notif minutes notification warning that there's going to be a press conference. I've, I've gotten a phone call from my desk at 945. Hey, you need to be at this place at 10. So, and they will not wait for you. So now more than ever, you have to move. There's no dilly-dallying. There's no dragging your feet across the floor. Get there. Get there as soon as you can. Be early because early is on time and on time is late, blah, blah, blah. Just <laughs> make sure. Get it. Get it done. And, and, and I think one, one thing, and, and I think that this is a hard thing for a lot of students to learn, is you have to be organized. You have to know exactly where your gear is. You know, have to, and, and also, is your gear going to work? Do you, you know, do you have batteries? Do you, you know, all those kind of things. How many of you have shown up and a battery, you have no batteries? Um, I'll also, well, there you go. I've shown up without my camera. <laughs> it happens. Or, I, you know, I remember sometimes I would go and I would, you know, this was back in the days of tape. You would turn up. None of you know that. Um, maybe <laughs> CJ a little bit. Um, but you know, you turn on your tape recorder, and you know, you had like 15 seconds worth of tape in there, or the battery died like five seconds into into the news conference, and you now have no audio. You've got to be able to change your, you know, change your attitude really quickly. Remember, you go there to cover a story. Get the story. Um, you know, I'm, I'm teaching a lot of them now. We're doing a lot of um, uh, mojo journalism where their smartphone, you know, their phones, you know, this is a pretty good voice recorder and it's pretty good, uh, 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 you know, can take photographs, you know, photographs or video. So use it if you have to. I mean, every, hopefully everyone has it. And I also tell them you need to make sure that these things are charged up because if they're not charged up, they're useless. So anybody caught, anybody caught what having to do, I, do, I know that I've talked with news director, are you guys being urged to, and I, this might be not for Nate and, and CJ, but reporters, are you being, if, especially if you're on your own, if, are you being urged to shoot with your smartphones and uh, send video back immediately? I don't, I, is that, is that happening to anybody? Um, in, in instances, yeah. I mean, especially if it's a breaking news story or something like that. Well, uh, yeah, if, that, if it's breaking news, you're sending something back within five minutes of being there, bullet right. points. Um, Nexstar has Latiku, and we can just upload from our phones. Um, oh, okay. Oh, the, so it's actually, it's actually a piece of software? It's an app on our phones, yeah. Oh. Um, See that? I, they probably know more about it than I do. I'm just learning everything day by day. Nate, still, would, you, Nate would you care yeah, to explain? Yeah. So, so next our next our we use uh, Latiku. It's an app on your phone, but it's also an app on the computer. That's how we send all of our video back from the fields. Um, all next our stations are a part of it, um, and it's basically you just drop and drag your file on the desktop. That's how we send both packages, both sets, pieces, all of that get sent back through Latiku, and then especially on the phone. Um, I've sent back uh, plenty of video, just, you know, I'm, 
there's been there's literally been times where I've been walking my dog at eight or nine in the morning and, and walk past like a, a fire scene that's kind of wrapping up. Pull my phone out, get like twenty seconds of video, send it back. Um, we haven't quite gotten to um, some stations in the market will literally just leave their TVU live U run through the camera and just keep it booted up for the entire time they're shooting to stream it right back. We haven't gotten quite to that yet. Uh, I believe that's probably part of the future just to get footage back immediately, have the editor back at the station, cut it, put it right online. Um, it's definitely, it's probably something that is down the pike, but it's not something we're doing quite yet. So um, yeah, the, the ability to send footage back from the field in under 10 minutes is something you could do without even breaking a sweat nowadays. Yeah, it's a lot easier. CJ, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I mean, we mostly just use our live views. Um, our station's a little behind on the whole FTP thing. Uh, we, we don't have that ability just to send it back via Wi-Fi or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, most of the time I get to a scene, I shoot about five minutes worth of stuff, run back to, you know, run back to my car real quick and, and send it back through live view so that they have something, you know, for the uh, newscast. And then I'll go back to getting the rest. But, um, you know, that I always take a picture as soon as I get there on my phone and I'll just like, you know, tweet some basic information out with it and just to get it out on social media. Um, yeah. yeah. You guys, you guys are no longer, no matter who you are, whether you're a videographer, whether you're a reporter, um, you are no longer in, on an island. It's your job to, especially in, so with social media, you've got to get that social media out there as much as possible. Ryan, have you learned that with the digital? I mean, you, you were doing some just exclusively digital. Had a, that's, a, again, another skill, right? Yeah, oh, 100% another skill. Like I said, I had to be on Saturday. I Our executive producer actually came in just so she could train me on just doing the whole digital side of things because it's a whole other world. I mean, in sports, um, we're urged just to, at every event we go to, we're urged just to put something out on Facebook and our Twitter teasing to the show. You know, we'll put, put a video out there right. and tease to the show so people tune in. Whereas now in news, um, when you have breaking news, when you have, you know, stuff that comes down from Governor Cuomo, we have to live stream all of his press briefings and he does them daily. Same with Governor Wolf. Uh, we do the same thing, you know, with him. Um, we have to make sure we have those up on our Facebook. Um, our news director wants us to go Facebook live personally um, from stories that we're doing in news. Um, so that's kind of been, uh, you know, the whole digital side, especially yesterday, was a whole new learning experience. Um, but when we're out in the field, we haven't been uh, really using uh, our phones to send any stuff back. We've mainly been using our live views, our Bajeros um, to do that kind of stuff. Um, and basically if there's anything that is like a big event going on, our news director is like, Hey, go Facebook live when you get there. Um, just so people can see it. And then if you want to go on your on camera on your phone and say, Hey, tonight we're going to have you know, tonight at 11, we're going to have, you know, more on this here from this person. Um, so basically that's kind of been the whole digital side for, for us. All right. I've taken up enough of your time. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, some of you actually have to go do work. Uh, actually, I have to create a video. It, it, I, I will tell you that it has been a very unusual experience to do all my teaching, not seeing faces. Uh, it's, it's, and, you know, it's been, been a little bit challenging, but, uh, you know, I think that for everybody, they've tried to, they're, they're trying to learn as much as they can. And hopefully this will help some of our 
some of our students kind of understand how, how it is in the real world. I want to thank you all. Uh, I want you all to be safe. Uh, like I said, I will, we will all get together at some point, uh, whether it's individually or together. Uh, and uh, I will, uh, you know, everything's on me, so to speak. So uh, thank you, everybody. Be safe. Uh, I, I see everybody's work. I've watched something from every one of you uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's a little harder for me to figure out what, what CJ is doing or not, but uh, some of the stuff he's posting, uh, you know, keep posting the, the, the work you do. I think that, uh, and, and sometimes what I do is if I see something that somebody's done, I, I know I uh, posted a piece that Ryan did recently, uh, you know, so that other students can see what, so our students can see what, what uh, some of our alum are doing. By the way, I am also sharing with this with the alumni office. Uh, so you may be getting a call from them uh, wanting more information or whatever. But uh, they asked me to uh, share it with them because uh, they're trying to, they're doing the same thing as, as everybody else. They're trying to, you know, push out some content as well. So hopefully everybody does is doing well uh, and, and is adjusting. Uh, please be safe. Don't get sick. Um, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah, really. That's the biggest yeah. one. Um, so uh, hopefully everybody's doing well, and thank you again, and uh, I will say uh, my hellos to everybody that you need uh, me to say hello to back at school. Thanks. Everyone stay safe. Bye. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.